chasing girls only. So by the Heavenly Father's mercy, that's why it's so good that we behave and we really watch what we do. Um, let's get that. Let's get Proverbs um, uh, 20 verse 11. Because as men, we definitely have to put away childish things and be men. That's why a tag that comes to a lot of us black men, a lot of our people, you know, the men of our people is baby boy you know, grow up and be a man. Or a lot of brothers are always compelled to, you know, beat their chest or yell, I'm a man, you know, you'll respect me, treat me like, why? Because they don't have true understanding. So they don't have respect from their woman because respect is earned. You know, yeah, if you can beat somebody up or you have a gun, that's not, that's fair, that's not respect. And that's ultimately the second a person can overthrow you or call the police or whatever to, even the odds in their favor, they're going to do so. But respect, love, understanding, uh, a man has to be an example. Um, admit his mistakes. Because all of us, men or women, have to admit their mistakes. But definitely um, starting from a child and instilling those proper commandments and values and, and understanding in that child. Like the Lord said, train up a child in the way that he shall go, and he shall not depart from it. And that's Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. So we can't just let children know they want to play video games. Oh, you know, kids, you know them, they're going to play. They, you know, you got to leave and be, you know, you can't be too serious. And then they're the same one at the funeral crying inconsolably. They're the same one that's at the police station not saying silly things like that anymore because now it's real. When you don't train a child the right way or you ignore their follies, then really bad things happen. And we'll get into a couple of scriptures on that just to, you know, let the scriptures speak. And so no one thinks I'm just speaking my own words. Um, this is Proverbs 20, verse 11. And it says, even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. So even a little child, if he does the wrong thing or he pinches another child or slaps him or hits him with a stick or tells lies that the child did something that he didn't or deny something, Junie did it. And it comes out that child did it, he's gonna get a spanking or people are gonna say, hmm, that, gotta watch that kid. Gotta watch my son more. Oh boy, I hope he's not like his daddy. To be lying all the time, you know, because even a small child, two, three years old, even a baby, how many people like to babysit? Everybody likes a cute child, especially sisters, you know? And a lot of them to look out for their friends or their, their sister or their cousin or one of their good friends, they may offer to babysit. How, how many people you know, objectively, think about it. You don't, it's not something to answer, it's just something to think about. How many of our people or any people wanna watch a child that's always crying? or a little kid that's always mischievous and getting into trouble or being deceitful or gonna push their kid on the ground or pull their daughter's hair even though he's a boy. And, you know, people, they want kids.
a film is Brother Shabbat Frozen. Yeah. 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 Satan yeah. one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that I left with no warning. Um so uh Brother Tetney, what did uh where did I leave off at? What what is the last thing you heard? Uh how other people won't uh like to babysit mischievous children and um, the ones always cry. Right. And then also people are quick to see the evil other people's kids do or quick to say that they knew that kid was bad and that's why they're not surprised he's in jail or he was dead. They're sorry, but, you know, they knew that it was there was a good chance because of the way that person was as a child that ultimately, you know, there would be a criminal or there'd be somebody dishonest in as an adult also and dead or whatever that whatever situations they're in, in prison. But what the scriptures show us to do is fix ourselves first, worry about our house first, because the tendency always is, like Christ showed us, to look at other people instead of looking at the beam that's in our own eye, fixing ourselves. That's why a lot of people have a lot to say about everybody else that's bad. And then ultimately those same people have the worst kids, have the worst life, and suffer and are punished by the Lord all day, every day, while they're pointing at other people. You know, whether it's they have failing health, whether it's they're stagnant as a human being, they're not growing, they're not being more fruitful, they're not growing in patience, they're not growing in humility and meekness, they're not growing in love, they're not growing in understanding, they're not growing in good works, they're not growing in peace, they're not growing in ruling their tongue, they're not growing in knowledge, true knowledge. I'm not talking about they know how many candidates are, oh, there were 1,200 uh, political candidates, because they were. But that's, who needs to know that? Quoting the world's facts is not going to get us to the kingdom. And even if we're in the scriptures, we could still stumble at the word if we don't have the right mindset. Because if we come to the Lord with a carnal mind, that's where um, the Apostle Paul said, the letter killeth, because... If someone is looking at the Bible in a carnal way or they have a carnal mind, they're going to stumble at the scriptures. The scriptures themselves are going to kill them because they're going to be disobeying the Lord, just like the Pharisees did to the walking Bible, Christ to his face. So that's why we have to teach our children now so that they not only don't start to add bad habits, but the soul and spiritual errors that are in their soul the day they were born and are there now, even as a little kid, we can't give place to those. We have to see, oh, this one, this kid is too quiet, but they're sneaky. This, this, you know, my other kid or my nephew or my niece or whoever, we have to, the better that we see ourselves, we can see others. That's why the Lord, before we worry about our niece, before we worry about the other people's wicked kid and they got what was coming to them because they were a little criminal. They were stealing when they were eight. Now it's not a surprise they carjacked and got shot. No, we, we yeah, leave that on the news. Don't worry about that. We got to fix ourselves. Because if we don't fix ourselves, we'll be the one in the news. That next car jack will come and shoot us in the face, and everybody, oh, I thought they were serving the Lord. Huh? What happened there? Hmm, I, I guess hypocrites get what's coming to them. Now people start having proverbs about you. So that's why I make sure, fam, we stay in the scriptures. And instill that also in your children, but make sure you're not just teaching your children that you also are applying the scriptures yourself. Because if let, let me put it in a clear way, Lord willing. 
Even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. So if the Most High says he judges man by his works in um, Ecclesiastes 12, 14. Okay, let's get that. Because this isn't only for children, so we can't be myopic or closed-minded and read that scripture and instill in church, you better be good. And let me see you being a hypocrite. You know, don't lie. Don't lie to me. You hear me, son? Don't lie. Yeah, yeah, yes, daddy. And then boom, we lie. We can't be that way. Um, Ecclesiastes. And also a precept we're not going to go to, but that's even more important. That lets us know that those, the works that we do, not only that we teach our children works to do right from wrong and to do well, but we have to do that and more for those same children. We don't just stop and teach the children and then we don't have to do it. Obviously, if the children have to do it and they're known even as little kids that everybody makes excuses for and is patient with knowing they're just little kids, the Lord lets us know, hey, don't, we, don't wink at their ignorances. Don't wink at their foolishness and their wickedness and follies. You know, don't overlook it. That's what it means, don't wink. Um, we can get that next in Ecclesiastes 30. Um, but uh, what was it? Um, Ecclesiastes. So Ecclesiastes 12, we, I'll start at 13. I'll start at 12 and 13, Lord's will. So here we go. It says, um, let's start at verse 12. It says, and further by these, my son, be admonished. So obviously, this book was written by Solomon, and he was speaking to his son Rehoboam. But the reason why it's recorded in the Bible, and all scripture is given by inspiration of the Most High, and the Most High gathered his words, is because it's the Most High speaking to us, his sons and daughters, and letting us know that knowledge will be increased, especially in these last days with Satan and everyone putting the Lord... Um, in the back burner or away. They don't even have Bibles in schools now. Can't even mention the word Lord in class, teacher get fired. If they say Jesus Christ and blaspheme or oh my God and blaspheme, that's okay. You know, we have to make sure that as we're purging ourselves, we don't retain some of that leaven or those evils that the world does and everyone around us does in every TV show, anything you watch on TV, any comedy show, anything. They won't have the show unless there's some blasphemy in it, period. Because the scriptures can't be broken and they're wicked. So now watch a show, but be very aware of what you're watching. Because if not, Satan will put those secret satanic messages in your brain. And then now you'll be parroting and repeating those things. So the Lord is warning us that in this wicked world that we're in, there's always going to be books. There's always going to be books telling us how to serve the Lord, how to be a righteous woman, how to be a righteous man, um, how to get closer to your God, how to understand the Bible. There's going to be books about the Bible, be books about Hebrew. There's going to be books about how to be a true Israelite. There's going to be books about how to be an Israelite sister. There's always going to be information in books and online books and Wikipedia. There's always going to be things to distract us from staying in the Bible only and obeying it so we can learn it. So the Lord is saying, be admonished of making many books, there is no end. And much study is a weariness of the flesh because what happens is when we're studying all these different things and trying to study the Bible, just like the Lord said, no man can have two masters. If we're disobeying the Lord while using the Bible 
And then the disobedience is not only are we not listening, but part of not listening is using other books, flooding our minds with information about the Lord. Got all kinds of different teachers. Can't do that. Just like Christ said, there's one truth. So if we're actually in the Bible, we, we don't want to, like the Lord said, no lies of the truth. So if I am learning that we're Israel, I want to make sure, okay, am I learning? Am I seeing a man of understanding like the scriptures say, say that I should get counsel from, I should be around? No. So we are Israelites. I see that. So let me take my hind parts to myself and just study so I can learn. And then I can see who's telling the truth. If I'm able to see in works and deed, I can discern brethren or somebody is telling the truth that I'm going to stick with them. But if they're brethren that I like and they're cool, but they're talking about Israelite groups or they're talking about lies or they have crosses or they have Star of David or everyone there's getting tattoos. And then I'm looking at the scriptures that say that we can't get tattoos. Then, hey, I'm going to back away because that's not scriptural and no lies of the truth. So let me learn the scriptures before I do whatever it is that I want to do or that however Satan tempts me because Satan's always going to tempt us. He's going to come with thoughts and by us knowing the scriptures, we'll identify through the light of the scriptures what's right from wrong. So as the light of the scriptures is telling us, be admonished of making many books, there is no end and much study is awareness of the flesh. Because if we're reading everything except the Bible or reading things in the Bible that we don't understand or that aren't what we're commanded or not according to faith and what, what Christ stressed. Christ is our foundation. He told us what to study, what not to study. He told us how to live and what to do that will cause us to die. So he made it crystal clear for us and also gave us higher wisdom than that. Well, in other words, he refined that wisdom. He showed us precisely. He gave us the wisdom to discern between good and evil. That's what I mean by higher wisdom. It's the same thing. It just has different levels, but it's the same foundation of truth. It's not a different doctrine. It's not, ooh, it's a whole different new subject. No, same subject. Just as we grow, we get more insight, just like the disciples. Um, oh, yeah, we got to follow Christ. Oh yeah, I finally understood that he had to be murdered because he couldn't break the scriptures and that proves he's the Messiah. Oh, now he's not here. He didn't leave us alone. He's the Holy Spirit in us. But now we have to do the things he did. Oh, when he said that, now I see why he said that. And they just keep growing. They kept understanding. Oh, that's a tradition of being dunked in water. We can't do that anymore. Because John the Baptist himself said that Christ... Um, the one that comes after John the Baptist, the one that comes after me, he's mightier than I. And he shall baptize us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So the fire, the trials that we're going to have to go through, and we're experiencing those trials. So I understand what Christ said. I understand what John the Baptist said. And Christ told us what he said. Oh, I get it. And his disciples always said that. Now we got to show them instead of looking to get dunked in water and us dunking people in water, we have to what? let the Holy Spirit baptize us, let the word cleanse us. And the trials we're gonna go through when we're trying to be right, that fire, those fiery trials, family hating us, people that we trusted now being strange, people that we love, we're now with wisdom being able to discern them. Instead of just forgiving them, instead of just getting arguments with them or they're good a couple of weeks and they're, oh, they're only nice to me when I give them money. 
oh, they're only nice when they need a place to stay. Oh, I only hear from them when they want something. But the three times in the last five years I called them, including last night, they were nowhere to be found. Hmm, that's not a true friend. Hey, before I tell them to screw off or before I fling a computer at them, let me call them. I need, you know, let me throw up some prayers. Let me talk to them. Hey, bro, hey, sis, hey, cuz. Hey, my best friend. You know, I want to talk to you because um, I know you may not agree with the scriptures, but truth is truth. So we'll put the Bible on the shelf for a moment, but I want to tell you one of the things the Lord showed us is truth. And I noticed that whenever I call you, you're never there for me. And every time I, you call me, I'm there for you, but you only call me when you need something. I want to hear your input on that. Well, I'm not going to have people judge me because, you know, you ain't no good either. You think you're better than everybody else. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's that coming from? Where was that when you were asking me for money? What was that when you asked me when you broke down the middle of the road and you got in a fist fight with somebody and were drunk and all that and I came there to get you? Where was all this? Well, you know, I, you know, I thought you were better than this, you know, but I see, you know, you're proud. That's why God say you can't be proud. The proud fallen. Proud humble. You got to be humble. Look. The kind of demons you got on you. Well, F you, mother F. I ain't going to have nobody telling me you ain't my mama, you ain't my daddy. All right. Well, listen, um, I don't know if you've been drinking. I don't know if you're upset. But, you know, think about what you're saying, because I've never been none but a friend to you. And me telling you things that are true that I don't like that you're doing, because instead of hating you, I'm going to admonish you and correct you, because I do love you in actions. I knew you might get upset, but I care about you too much to leave you sinning against me and not knowing it or not caring. And also, I want us to be friends, and I can't be friends with someone that's fake and phony. So I want to see if you're fake and phony, because you've been acting fake and phony. And now that I'm telling you, you're cursing me out. Well, you can go to hell. And until you change, never call me back. How you like them apples? Click, click. So again, blameless. You staying in the scriptures. There's no emotion, even if you might be hurt or crushed. You might be having tears going down your eyes for someone that you love treating you like a piece of crap for no reason, because you telling them they're treating you like a piece of crap. Stop spitting in my face. I don't like it. Oh, spit in your face. <laughs> You know, like, what the hell is this madness? But that's the realities that we have to deal with. And the scriptures are the only thing that show us that. The laws and commandments are what show us that. Christ is the law, Christ is the law and commandments, and he's also the Lord's wisdom because he shows us how to observe and keep the commandments. So we have to stay firm in Christ. If we don't, we're going to have a lot of sorrow, have a lot of bruises, unnecessary suffering, unnecessary punishments. And then, aside from... Our own, the worst thing is going to be our own works is going, to, is going to put us in suffering. And then on top of that, the Lord still has to spank us because he doesn't break his word and he's a good father. So now we got sickness and suffering and car accident. We got, you know, all this inconvenience and unnecessary suffering. We better obey our father. And he's telling us, stop doing what we want to do. Period. Stop letting our minds guide us to do what we feel. If God don't say it, we don't do it. We don't take a scripture and conclude about it. We say what God said. Hey, what scripture says for me to read the book of Enoch? Enoch is in the Bible. The Most High controls everything. Everything that's in the Bible is what the Lord told us to seek out and read. Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail. If the book of Enoch's not in the Bible, obviously the Most High controls everything, including his Bible. He's all powerful. If it's not in the Bible, that means that it's not something that we should be seeking and not something we should be reading.
think in all your mind, someone that talks about the book of Enoch, the book of the patriarchs, um, talks about reading other books or, or having other books that they read along with the Bible, because we can't just read the Bible. No, they don't understand the Bible. So that's why they're going to be busy bodies and doing other things because they, they're uneasy. They don't have no self-control. So they can't sit still as commanded. So instead of humbling themselves and being still and saying, Lord, I don't understand the word, please help me. Instead of being humble and meek, like we're commanded, they're not, they're going to keep doing their own thing. They're going to be stubborn all the way and justify it and give excuses and suffer and multiply their suffering and suffer some more and quote more scriptures and suffer even more for being a false prophet until the Lord finally decides, hey, this one just don't get it. Go kill him. So we can't play games. We have to learn from Hezekiah. He was on his deathbed. He had tumors, uh, malignant tumors. He had cancer. And he was a righteous man, but he was, going to, he was doing some messed up stuff for a while. Had a lot of responsibility. Leaned on his own understanding at some points. Satan deceived him, and boom. Most High put a judgment on him and then told Isaiah to go tell him in Isaiah 38. Go talk to him. Tell him to get his house in order because he's going to die. What did he do? He cried and wept and repented to the Lord. What did the Lord do? The Lord saw his tears, saw his sincere heart. Not just his crying, but saw his sincere heart. And the Lord loved him already anyway. That's why the Lord just didn't kill him immediately. Still gave him a chance to change. And ultimately what happened? By the Most High's mercies, he had Isaiah come back, give him the health, healthy cure to his uh, tumors and cancer, and told him, hey, you're going to live. I'm going to help you. Uh, you got 15 more years I just gave you. I'm only, I'm going to, I'm going to hold back on the judgment I had against you because I'm merciful. And I'm going to also allow you to live. And then on top of that, give you 15 years. Why? Because we have to be able to admit that we make mistakes. If we're reading about righteous people that have shaky moments of fear. We have to learn about them. We can't be just doing what we want. We have to learn what the Lord commands us, what the Lord says is important. What Christ stressed when he taught. He said, learn of me. We better bloody learn of him. Scriptures say, learn to do well. We better learn what that is, not just go by what we think is well. Oh, it's in the Bible, so it's got to be well. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of wisdom in the scriptures that show us wicked things that wicked men did. We have to learn that too. But we keep, we're not learning that in the same context as Christ or Hezekiah or David or Esther. We're not learning it as just how the righteous men and the righteous of Israel were. We're learning it, like Paul said, um, lest you should also fall short. We have to read about the law. And also, but again, that doesn't take precedence over Christ because we've always had the law. We had it when we had it in scrolls. We had it when we heard it from the prophets. We had it when we were in the wilderness, but what was lacking? We didn't have Christ. We didn't have the true understanding. Our spirit wasn't right. So even if we heard the word, we were too perverted. So then the letter killeth because we took our carnal mind to the Bible, took something spiritual, didn't understand it, made it carnal. So we wanted to do it and understand it, which is no understanding. And it just brings death. So we, that's why Israel uses the Bible to hate one another. Israel quotes a scripture that we're Israelites. You tell them, the so-called Indians of the Americas are Israelites. A lot of fools in Israel that don't know the Bible and the prophecies that show that the northern tribes came to the Americas. They don't know that. In um, what is it? Uh, second, 
Second Ezra is 13, verse um, 39 to 46. Um, and the fact that only those that are true Israelites suffer all the curses in the Bible. Deuteronomy 28:68 was also fulfilled in the indigenous people in the Bahamas, the indigenous people in Hispaniola, which is Haiti and um, uh, Dominican Republic. They didn't say, hey, wait a minute, you're a Navajo, or you're an American Indian, so we hate you, but we're not gonna sit, ship you from Texas to South Carolina. And then, you know, along the, the, the what is it, um, the Gulf Coast? Nah, you better get off the boat. Oh, your, your wife is here? Nah, we ain't gonna send her. We gonna keep the family together, because we holy. Nah, they would split our people apart we're all over the place. That's why we have to have true understanding. Or if we're sitting there gathering information and reading books of men and reading Israelite posts that are lying and all that, all that is still, even if it's not a book, it's the point the Lord is making. That we can't, we can't be looking and trying to soak up our own wisdom or like the scriptures say, to have itching ears. Always need to be doing something. Always need to be hearing something instead of just hearing only the word or hearing the word of truth only. Can't be a busybody. Got to be still. Got to obey our father. And that's it. And obey him by his word, which is Christ. That's it. So, like the Lord said, um, much study is a weariness of the flesh. Because if we're always studying and reading, except using 100% of our focus on the word and sound doctrine only, and what we need, we need a lot of things. We don't need, I heard, okay, you all are here today, heard this word. Oh, you got it. You understood it. You want to do it. Okay, you straight. Do whatever you want now. No, you got to add to this. You got to start making your foundation sure. You got to be more in Christ. You got to learn these commandments better. You got to ask questions. Make sure that what you learned, you understood. Because you're carnal. We're all learning to put away being carnal and renew our minds. So <clears throat> you don't want to take the chance that you understand something and find out the hard way that you don't. You don't want to read a commandment like um, Proverbs 20 and 11 and miss out the fact with the precept that we're going through now that you have to do well, even though you're not a kid. And how are you going to tell a kid that even as a child, they'll see your hypocrisy? No, didn't you do that? Yeah, you might from a from a carnal worldly perspective, maybe your parents or a church you went to or Israelite group you went to, maybe they don't curse. So you might teach the kid not to curse, which, you know, that's morals. So it's good that a little kid isn't, you know, doesn't have a corrupt tongue, but that's, that's the least of where your focus should be. Because if you don't teach that kid to honor his mother and his father, you don't teach him to fear the Lord, the second you're not around, that kid's going to do whatever he wants, especially as the lusts grow and the opportunities grow to sin. So as we're seeing we have to make sure that we're studying and also we have to learn before we can teach and whatever we need you know we have children we have a family um have a wife we have to teach yet not before you understand and do and if it's required of you that shows all the triple more how much more you got to study to catch up and make up for lost time not that you learned today now you're teaching the whole bible as if you know or last year, now nah, you're teaching the whole Bible as if you know. No. Yet, confirm what you know. 
I have my daughter, she needs to know this, she doesn't listen. I wanted to teach her, but I want to make sure my understanding is clear. Oh yeah, all right, that's right, sis. Oh, that's right, brother. No, nah, that's wrong. No, but doesn't it say this? Yeah, it says that, but this is, this is where you trip up. Let's go to this precept that's gonna give more insight to the precept that you're quoting or why you may have thought and leaned on your own understanding about the meaning of the scripture and didn't realize that you're wrong because if what you believe is correct, then this scripture that's gonna correct you doesn't exist. That's why the Lord said in Proverbs 30, verse five and six, he said, every word of God is pure. And it's a shield to them that, that put their trust in him and it goes on to say, add thou not to his word, lest he reprove thee and thou be found a liar. So I'm not quoting it 100%, but that essentially is the understanding of, and a lot of the scripture in Proverbs 30, verse five and verse six, because not all liars are just wearing horns or so-called white people in Christianity or, no, no, those are some of them, but the reality is, is that many people lie against the scriptures because they have their own private interpretation or they're quoting parrots, or that's what the Bible means to them, as opposed to humbling themselves to see what the Most High means by what he says in his word. Not what we think or what we say that scripture signifies, but what the Most High, by what he, when he says, thou shalt not kill, what does he mean? Well, he means thou shalt not murder, because he kills. But how does he kill? Righteously and in judgment. So we can't now say thou shalt not kill, because then if we don't understand that it's murder or it's premeditated, then we won't understand in that specific scripture by itself that that's going into thoughts because nothing, nothing happens without thought, the thought happening first, nothing. There can't be murder without hatred, whether it's hatred for other people, hatred and envious and jealousy, Whatever, the, whatever there's hatred or evil in that person for them to be able to go to that extreme step and manifesting that hatred to the extent of murdering someone else. Their wife, they're a stranger in the street. Some brother look at them funny, they have murder. They didn't repent when someone said, hey, anybody wearing the colors, they killed our people. Yo, that's the enemy. You got a lot of, you got, you, you got a lot of uh, uh, canes up in there, you know that? I mean, I love my people, but you know, nigga look at me wrong, I'm gonna I'm 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 smoke them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So they never repented of thoughts or abominable words like that. They didn't even know. Now they start learning with Israelites, that evil is still in them. That's why we have to be born again. Learning the Bible for years doesn't mean that that leaven and evil that was in us or that we heard or that came naturally to us without hearing it, or we took to that like a fish to water, we have to purge. We have to become a new creature. We have to do it the most high's way. Or else what? Um, like it says in the 14th verse, um, I think you all know the 13th verse, so we'll just get right to the point. It says, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So the key is to, to have a good heart not our version of a good heart. I have a good heart. I don't hate people. I don't steal. I don't mean a damn thing. Don't mean, a, don't mean a damn thing because a good heart is one that doesn't think evil, doesn't have pride. <laughs> That's something the best, Moses had to work on that. And he was the most high, he, he had a natural, beautiful, meek spirit. And even he gave into pride at a fatal level that the most high righteously had to kill him and judge him and not let him go into the land. 
that he showed everyone how to get there and then he didn't make it. That's a hell of an example. The scriptures include that so we can never get proud. If Moses can slip, how the hell am I going to say my heart is good? That's the super proud of all pride. Yet people comfortably say it because they don't know like they ought to know. A person has a minuscule bit of understanding. They're not going to say something so foolish. But we're going to keep adding to our learning, like, like Psalms 15, verse 1 to verse 5, gives us an understanding of the type of thoughts when we have a pure heart, the type of thoughts that will be emanating from us, the type of thoughts that we're going into our mind, not trying to prove ourselves, not trying to show that we know more than we do, not exalting ourselves and thinking we know more than we do, or that we're not wrong, or trying to hold fast to what the scriptures show us to not do. That's why we have to be born again. And that's how we're born again, by the word of, of, of God in 1 Peter um, 1 and 23, starting from verse 22. We must be born again. And that doesn't come easy. That doesn't come without praying and applying the scriptures, praying for understanding and wisdom and applying the scriptures diligently and daily. It doesn't come with part-time work. It doesn't come with part-time studying. It doesn't come with half an effort or thinking that we already have things that we don't. We're all trying to earn this penny. We're all trying to endure to the end. If we act like the end is already there or I've already fixed something. By the most high's grace, there's certain sins that I've learned the hard way to stay away from. Do I now think that I can't do that sin or I can't be tempted or I got that covered? No. Yet I know that I'm not doing it. Yet I keep understanding and learning, so the ways that Satan may come at me to do those and other sins, I have to 